Welcome to Shareholder Q&A, a production of GORCOM, in which we as shareholders to pose our questions directly to management and then get direct answers straight from the source. The source today, Steve McCauley, CEO, Empower Clinics Trades on the CSE under CBDT for our friends in the US, EPWCF, and for our friends in Europe, 8EC. Steve, you're coming to us from an undisclosed location. Welcome. Where are you right now? Tell everybody. Hey, George. Great to be here. Well, I actually um, am grateful to be at Kai Medical Laboratory in Dallas, Texas this week. Let's go. We've got, uh, we've got so many great product development uh, things going on right now. And of course, you know, our clinics uh, in the U.S. and the lab are, are deemed essential services in the U.S. And actually, this work is essential uh, for, for me to get down here because, as you know, we've got uh, applications in with Health Canada. We uh, really want to bring our CHI medical tests uh, to the Canadian market to help restart travel based on the new policies. So definitely uh, critical work for me to be down here with the team. Yeah, no doubt that if anyone's following the protocols and if anyone's getting if ever if anyone is getting tested every ten minutes, it's you. But uh, got like, any, can, you got any I, view? Can we see the lab at all? I guess I guess you're in a, in a room or something like that. I don't yeah, know. I'm in I'm in a conference room that you can maybe see through the glass there. But that's in got the it. Lab. Got it. All right, gives us a sneak peek. Gives us something uh, there. Yes, the scientists are uh, hard at work. Uh, the there's a lot of specimens coming in every day, so. Uh, We've got everybody kind of rolling here, but um, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's great to be here with the team and and really understand um, you know what their needs are and make sure that we can get them the investment and support to handle all this growth that's coming our way. And before I get into the questions, and I want to thank all the shareholders online on Agoracom on Twitter that post their questions. We got them, and we're gonna go through it here. But we before we get to those, you're at you know you're at Kai. And you put out some pretty important news today that Kai is effectively going to be doubling its size uh, based on anticipated growth. Shareholders loved it. You saw the react. We saw the reaction online. We saw the reaction in the market. Uh, we saw the details. You want to give us some color on that, you know, and, and how, how you feel about the fact that you're doubling already and it's November, December, you know, you're not even, you're basically, you're basically three months in and you're doubling the size. Well, you know, it's a credit to the team down here. Uh, you know, the, you know, we've been able to, you know, provide some additional investment capital that's really making a difference. You know, I've talked about it before, but one of the things that was most impressive to me uh, going through due diligence uh, with Kai uh, was the fact that they had such great R&D capability. And, you know, that was, I think, one of the kind of missing pieces for the business model of Kai was just to be able to focus on research and development and bring, you know, novel new test products to market. And in an extremely short period of time, they've done it. And, you know, we're, we're seeing great traction already with our Kai uh, saliva test kits and, and where that's going. But one of the operational challenges is really around space and logistics and we're hiring like crazy right now uh, because there's just so much demand every single day. Specimens are coming morning, noon and night and we've got scientists working till two and three o'clock in the morning to get uh, the you're, you're doing out. shifts, you're doing 20, 24 hour shifts or not yeah. 24 hour, but eight. eight. Yeah, we're, so not quite 24 hour shifts but we're yeah. having to stagger um, the workflow uh, in order to just meet the increasing demand and, and meet the response times for, for our clients. And seven days so, a week, seven days a week, uh, right? It's seven days a week. So, you know, we have a, you know, growth or, or scaling 
uh, and, and providing additional resources is as an imperative. And you know, one of the most important things for me to do on a trip like this is to really understand um, where the potential supply chain issues might be, where the operational workflow challenges might be, because you know, we're setting expectations with the team here. You know, what do we have to do to be ready to handle a thousand specimens a day, two thousand a day, three thousand a day, and and that ramp up um, is now becoming real. Um, you know, when we see how we're organizing ourselves, so adding new, we have three new scientists who just started. We've got additional uh, medical techs uh, starting. We're going to resource up various uh, data entry people. We're adding call center staff, and we have to expand our facility. We've got to at least double our size. Uh, at least, at least double your size could be more. Yeah. yeah it, and exactly. I know you're being magnanimous, by the way, by saying team, and it is team, but let's face it, you have led uh, what you've really done is supercharge the marketing, the biz dev, and the process that you know best. So it's, you know, I, you got to give yourself some credit for, you know, that all this happening now in such a short period of time. Uh, congratulations, man. And as a shareholder and with all the shareholders at home, we're, we're ecstatic with you. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good feedback. I mean, it's, it's great to have, you know, this, this positive momentum and support. And, and I'm very grateful to the shareholders as well. I get a lot of compliments. I get a lot of encouragement. I get a lot of uh, challenging questions. There's a lot of shareholders who are tremendous at research. So, you know, the integrity of the information that we put out and, and even having, you know, sessions like this on a regular basis is proving to be the right way to communicate. Um, our shareholder base, you know, want transparency and they want access um, to information. They want access to me. And so I endeavor to do my very best to respond to every email, every text message. Uh, sometimes we have to use this format, which I think is um, a great medium through Agoracom. Uh, we put a communications manager in front of you know, all the inquiries that are coming in. So we're just getting our organizational structure set up to, you know, start to get into the big leagues, right? And, uh, you know, become a much uh, higher valuation company and potentially eventually get to an uplist um, to a different market. I'm going to say that all shareholders of all companies want transparency, but very few CEOs are willing and able to do the kind of things you're doing especially these interviews and soon enough engaging investors on Agoracom where it's verified and because it takes a lot, right? Look, you're in Dallas. You must have a hundred things to do. You're on a clock. I'm sure you got to get, you're going to be flying home at some point and yet you're doing this. Right. And I think that's what separates you from 99% of everyone else that you take the time to do these. And that's, so let's get to them. Right? Let's go. Let's see what we, uh, what questions we have for me. First one, Stuart King. Uh, so guys, everybody, thanks for the questions. Let's go here. Stuart, Stuart King says, hey, Steve, uh, I'm a financial advisor. I look for small cap opportunities for him and his clients. Believes Empower is situated for success. He's seen over the last year examples of small cap companies with great potential that dilute their shares to finance growth. So his question is, will Empower Clinics be able to finance growth and development without issuing more stock? This is generally in the best interest of all shareholders. Yeah, so right now, one of the uh, great blessings that's come upon us is as our liquidity has continued to be strong, um, we had a very strong market to close out uh, the, the 2020 year. Uh, we were able to get 
you know, really exciting stock price lift. And that triggered um, really a flood of warrant conversions. As, as we've talked about, we put out a couple of press releases on that and, and it, it continues, frankly, on a daily basis still. So, you know, we're probably now approaching 8 million um, has converted. Um, and that has really been great capital that has come to us without having to go to market um, to do another round of financing. Um, to answer the question about the future, I mean, we want to continue to build a war chest. Um, you know, uh, $8 million and positive cash flow business units is a, is a great combination. Um, you know, we just don't have this massive burn rate. We've got a lot of really good business fundamentals in place and, and they're getting better and they're getting stronger. Uh, so when we look to the future later out this quarter and beyond, what we have to do is look to how much do we want to continue to scale through merger and acquisition? How much do we want to continue to scale through our you know, Canadian clinic rollouts and what costs are going to be required to fund all that? So there may be a situation going forward where you know, we feel it's appropriate to do a much larger brokered financing at a much higher valuation, uh, but we don't have anything specifically lined up this very moment. Um, we're grateful for our current cash position. We got a, you know, the best balance sheet the company's ever had in its entire history. And, and income statement on top of that now. So you got balance sheet and you got an income statement starting to grow. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, when, when everybody starts to see the results coming through from um, this, you know, tremendous growth that Kai Medical is experiencing, um, our Canadian clinic rollouts um, are really, you know, will be quite astonishing for our top line and for our EBITDA going forward. So I think it's a really, we've got ourselves kind of a great combination of true business fundamentals, really strong top line, but it's throwing off cash. And, um, you know, it's going to be fairly reasonable to start to talk about positive earnings per share in the, in the future. Yeah. And these expenses you're taking on now have added space through more scientists, more, that's all variable. You don't, you, you're not stuck with that. You're only doing that because more business coming through the door. So, uh, so you're yeah, not meet, burning, you're demand. not burning. I mean, yeah, we, we literally have to do this to meet demand yeah. um, and we have increasing demand. So it's incumbent upon us to plan accordingly. You know, you know, we can't fall short on having supply chain issues in the future and disappoint customers because we can't process specimens. So that's on us to really understand that. And we've got the capital runway to provide, you know, the working capital support to Kai Medical to be ready for that future demand. And that's what we're doing. Uh, he also, second question from Stuart King, will uh, Empower look to develop other forms of COVID-19 tests? So, you know, the, the really there's, there's various versions. I mean, I think we're, we're, we're really well covered. We have the standard PCR tests. We have our CHI ABC version of that uh, processing, which is the uh, COVID influenza A and influenza B uh, out of one specimen. We've got our uh, new CHI uh, saliva test, which is also a PCR test, but it's, a, it's a, a novel new version of how to collect the specimen. But most importantly, it can be home-based uh, delivered to home and self-administered, whether you know it's an individual or it's for commercial purposes. And uh, we're involved with our other uh, rapid antigen test as well, which is currently um, uh, you know in the FDA and is un under submission to Health Canada. So with respect to other kinds of tests, I mean, I think we're looking at the potential of um, uh, point of care 
uh, test machines, so rapid test machines that could be placed at an airport or placed in a hotel or whatever the case may be. Uh, we've been uh, historically been doing clinical trials or, or clinical validations uh, on that type of machinery. So I think we'll have more to talk about uh, with that in the future, but that's just not ready uh, to go yet. But it's again, one of the strengths of Chi Medical is uh, will be or continues to be its uh, R&D capabilities. Um, he also goes on to say on behalf of all shareholders, thank you for your continued investor outreach. It does not go unnoticed. Thanks for saying that, Stuart. Great, thank uh, you, Stuart. Next up is Colin. Uh, I was just wondering how the airline talks were going in terms of the rapid COVID test. Uh, and who are you talking to? Is it just Canadian Airlines or is it more airlines in North America around the world? Yeah, so yeah, there's obviously a tremendous amount of news on these topics uh, almost daily. You know, the, the new Canadian update uh, just came out yesterday or today. Um, you would have seen that uh, the, the new president in the U.S. just uh, signed an executive order today uh, requiring uh, uh, having a negative COVID-19 test to uh, come into the United States by air from international countries. Uh, the other thing to be noted is that these have to be PCR tests. They cannot be any form of rapid test, like a rapid antigen or rapid antibody. And the government of Canada uh, gave a firm position on that just today. So the version that we think is going to be very successful to restart travel, to help airlines, to help Canadians, to help Americans, uh, is the CHI uh, co uh, uh, saliva RT-PCR test. You know, we think that's ideally suited to um, sell to travelers, partner with airlines, build kiosks at airports so that travelers can pick them up when the, uh, before they travel, knowing that they're going to have to initiate 72 hours before they want to come home the specimen collection, send it to our lab so we can provide that negative result that will allow them to get back on a plane. Um, these types of solutions, we're in conversations with Air Canada, with Swoop, with WestJet, and we're also talking to private aviation uh, down here in the States um, to, to try to help them you know, with these dilemmas also. So I think we're going to expect to see quite a bit more progress on that uh, front. One of the key aspects that we have to go through as Empower is now that we have our Canadian healthcare footprint in place, we have filed our medical device uh, uh, license application. That's that MDEL application that I alluded to. We announced this we morning. Need, yeah, so we need that application to be approved by Health Canada for us to legally sell medical devices in Canada to Canadians. Uh, we have received confirmation back from Health Canada that, that application is received. We have a tracking number, it's in progress, and uh, we will hope to have an answer on that in the very, very near future. And we think that's then going to trigger the ability for us to sell the Chi Medical Saliva Kit to Canadians in Canada. Colin finishes off with, thank you for your, thank you for your time. Keep up the hard work. Thank you, Colin. Keep working, okay? <laughs> Keep working hard and working long hours. Thanks, Colin. Next up, uh, Edward Liu. Very straightforward. One asked Steve, Q4 2020 uh, release date. When do you think Q4 is going to come out? Or, or are you just going to bring that along with the annuals at the same Usually, usually the annuals come out together with Q4, right? Or so so that's that's the case. Yeah. So you know our uh, filing uh, deadline is April 30th. 
of 2021. So we have already commenced our audit for uh, fiscal year 2020. That's well underway. Um, we, we, this is the earliest start that we've uh, we've had uh, since uh, the company has been uh, public. So there's nothing to indicate that we're going to have any delays. Um, our, we usually target to try to have it uh, on uh, the 45 day cycle. So my goal would be in and around April 15th. Uh, but we have a lot of work to do. But again, thankfully, we've got a, a good head start. And uh, Kyle Appleby, our CFO, is, is leading that charge along with the various accounting groups in our subsidiaries. Yeah, and you're really, really fast before the acquisition of Kai because you had all the, all the reporting uh, down to a science and a process. I guess once you added Kai in, then naturally the CFO has to add on a layer of reporting that takes a little time to get used to. So yeah, well, we've got, we really have two entities to add on, right? Because we have the Canadian clinic acquisition that technically closed in 2020. True. So that will be added into the, uh, into the financials for year end. And then of course, we've have Kai Medical's uh, uh, results, uh, three months of results to roll in to our results um, and into our consolidation. Norwich Nick Wilson. I love some of these names, guys. I love that name. He says, he's very excited about Empower's future. Uh, when and how will the public be able to order the saliva COVID test? Kai saliva. So, yeah, there, there's going to be two methods. Um, obviously, if you're a Canadian, then we have to wait till we get our medical device uh, license approved. Uh, we have uh, secured a new toll-free number uh, that we'll be publishing probably at the beginning of next week. Uh, we'll make sure that the team at Kai um, are comfortable with that, and you know they'll they'll ultimately be the ones to give the green light. And then we are building out our direct-to-consumer platform at kaitest.com. Uh, there's a placeholder at that URL right now, but we're building out our e-commerce store, and that will be probably the most efficient way um, to have a kit ordered, uh, sent to your location, and uh, and then you go ahead and start the process of specimen collection and, and uh, return for for processing. All right. Um, next up, grow. Growth, oh, growth investor one, two, three. Uh, hi, Steve. How many warrants are currently outstanding? I'm not sure if you would have that, maybe, uh, or maybe you do have at the tip of your fingers. Um, it's uh, the, the number is decreasing, you know, uh, uh, dramatically uh, from where it was. At last count, I believe it was somewhere between 50 and 55 million warrants. Uh, but again, that's declining with all the conversions that are coming through. Uh, so we may, in fact, be down below 50 million uh, warrants at this point in time. And that's coming down. We were at, I believe it was 94 million. Uh, but with the you know, tremendous rate of conversions, um, it's dropping dramatically. Warrants dropping, cash going up. Yes. Peter Davis, uh, what are the timelines for Health Canada approval of Kai Medical Saliva PCR test? for at-home specimen collection? So th this is a good topic to try to clarify for um, yeah. our, our followers. So the base uh, uh, saliva specimen collection, collection unit is actually manufactured by a Canadian medical device company. And that unit already has Health Canada approval. The issue for us is simply we need to have our medical device license approved so that we can sell the Health Canada approved device to Canadians under the entire CHI uh, medical kit or sort of right. COVID uh, saliva kit. So it's not so much that 
Kai Medical needs to get uh, gain Health Canada approval. Uh, it's the fact that the, the kit collection manufacturer is Canadian and that they already have their uh, Health Canada approval for that uh, specimen collection kit. And um, his second question here was, are there opportunities for the saliva test be, uh, to be used regularly at long-term care facilities? Yeah, that's, uh, uh, we, uh, that's, that's we've never really discussed that before. Yeah, and that's an easy one. Now, um, and that's actually a very good application. I mean, one of the challenges when you deal with a long-term care facility is that you're having to test your your uh, residents, your your patients um, regularly. And, and in some cases, it might be multiple times per week. If you are having to get that nasal swab repeatedly, um, it can, pro can provide a lot of irritation and discomfort to, to the resident. One of the beauties about the Chi saliva test kit is it's very easy to administer. In fact, can be self-administered or depending on the health condition of the resident, then one of the resident's uh, team members on the, on the clinical side uh, could assist with it. But it's a very simple, easy uh, specimen collection process. Uh, Dalen 06, and Peter, thanks for those questions. Dalen 06, uh, two questions. When can we expect an additional lab outside of Texas? So I guess not, not necessarily that he needs something outside of Texas, I guess the next one after Kai. Yeah, so we are actively looking at opportunities right now. Um, I'm interested in perhaps better coverage on the Eastern seaboard, perhaps better geographical, geographical coverage uh, on the West Coast, and I am actively interested in Canada. So if anybody happens to have a, a lead on a, a lab that could be acquired in Canada, uh, please send me a text message or WhatsApp um, as soon as possible. And um, so again, we're anticipating uh, being able to handle capacity, being able to handle uh, uh, responsiveness and turnaround times, and uh, looking to, you know, we, we want Kai Medical to be a national brand. Uh, I think they've got all the makings uh, to do that now. And uh, the more that we can um, expand that reach in other geographies, uh, I think that's better for us all long term. Because remember, going forward, you know, we, this is not just about COVID-19 testing and where that demand is right now. You know, we fully expect to be uh, back in, you know, the other traditional type lab programs for blood, toxicology, you know, hormone testing, whatever the case may be. And we're look to, in the future, bring to market through our chitest.com, new products related to say women's health or men's health, you know, test protocols that can be administered at home. Second question from him or her, actually, I should say, how many of the 25,000 uh, PCR tests have been sold since the news release on January the 7th? So uh, none of those yet because the inventory is just arriving next week. Uh, so it's, it's on its way right now from the manufacturer to our fulfillment partner uh, where it will get packaged up, boxed. Uh, but we're going to be in a position uh, to start taking pre-orders for that right now. And uh, so I would expect that you know, we're going to see those starting to sell through, um, you know, right away, you know, maybe, you know, this time next week or, you know, the beginning of February. But, uh, you know, that sell through rate is, is imminent. Next set of questions come from Saeed. Now, Saeed, you had three, but fortunately, great questions. They've all been answered. So you asked about new lab acquisitions. We just heard about that. 
uh, Health Canada approval. We heard about that and financing to continue growth. So uh, want to acknowledge you, Saeed, for uh, giving us those questions and just want to let you know those have already been answered. So, but but thanks, for, thanks for participating. Jason Roy 88 uh, brings up something interesting. He says, when it comes to integrative or integrating, I guess, health and telemedicine uh, and potentially incorporating technology to smartwatches to enhance health and wellness, do you see do you foresee a partnership of Empower with other technology companies? Yes, I do. And, and we have to kind of be careful about what we might define as a partnership. Um, I would say that my preference in technology development um, will actually be more on the acquisition side. Um, we, you know, we want to own the technology. We want to own the IP. We want to grow top line revenues. We want to grow access to patients. We want to grow access to physicians. So to the extent that I can find technology um, platforms that would be accretive from an acquisition standpoint, that would be my preference uh, as opposed to partnering or licensing um, elsewhere. Uh, but you know, we're, we're looking at a lot of different platforms right now. Uh, we've got our uh, two, you know, new uh, lead physicians in Canada, you know, Dr. Rabinowitz and Dr. Zimmerman, um, really, you know, hitting the streets now, um, you know, looking for technology, uh, looking for partnerships and acquisitions on the technology front. So I think, as I've stated before, technology is going to be a very important theme for our company in 2021. So you can definitely expect to see much more coming related to technology. Um, next question comes from Jason Roy again. So I don't know why they have him twice. You should have had both questions under his name. Jason Roy 88. Do you think that people that have been vaccinated uh, will also need to have a test done before their travels for the foreseeable future? I, I don't think there's a full clear answer on that yet uh, and what that's going to look like. I certainly um, hope not, right? I mean- uh, I, Yeah, but the, the, the issue that seems to be unresolved related to vaccines uh, and the concept of vaccine is, you know, there isn't enough science now because of the, the rate of speed uh, of these clinical trials. So there's some unknown aspects of its efficacy uh, the long-term uh, success um, of a vaccine. Uh, does it run out? Does it run out in 90 days? Does it last for a year? We just don't know yet, I don't believe. The other issue is the concept of central registry, is you know, how do I validate that I have a vaccine and what is the validation or the standardized validation method or what's the acceptable validation method? So as an example, the announcements that just came out in the last couple of days from the Canadian government about travel, they specifically put in some policies that state only a PCR uh, or lamp uh, test will be uh, an acceptable form. Uh, rapid antigen tests will not be accepted. And they've even stated there's uh, specific information on the lab test results that must be provided at a minimum. Now, thankfully, Kai Medical's uh, lab information system is compliant with those standards already. We don't have to adjust anything in our processes right now. Um, so I'm, I'm really pleased with our ability to meet the guidelines of Canada and what I believe will be the guidelines of the United States as well. So it's, it's a hard question to answer at this stage. Uh, I, I'm very confident to say that testing will be with us for a very long time. Yeah, 
yeah, that we can say for that we can say for sure. Yeah. Uh, we can definitely say that for sure. Uh, next question is from is from from the ground up. Uh, their, his their question was total amount of money bought uh, in brought in through the warrants. We've already talked about that. Yeah. So uh, from the ground up, thanks for that. But uh, Steve, I uh, gave his answer earlier. Mavrock is next. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, with having to mail the samples back to Kai Labs for results, are there plans to have the capability of tests being analyzed without having to ship back to the labs? I mean, that would be great, but I don't know how you would do that, but it would be great. Yeah, so so you're, you're, you're almost talking about something magical, right? So yeah. um, when we're dealing with PCR tests, it requires scientists. It requires specialized laboratory equipment that is governed by uh, regulatory agencies uh, and are validated on a regular basis by these regulatory agencies. So it's not quite as simple as, hey, let's try to you know, process it over here and not have to send it anywhere. Um, the benefit, I mean, the, the alternative is you know, a drive up you know, nasal swab that has to be sent off to a lab anyhow. Um, there's no way to avoid a certified, you know, high complexity lab processing the specimen to get the PCR, which is the gold standard uh, processing method. So at this stage, this is how it's going to work. And, you know, whether you're having to send an overnight FedEx to Kai Medical in Dallas, or you're in Vancouver and have to send it to Winnipeg or send it to Toronto or vice versa, it's still an overnight uh, FedEx. So it doesn't matter if it's processed here or processing Canada. Um, the, 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 the testing result is what we're looking for. And that's communicated back to the, um, the person through secure email link or secure link through a text message. And then they go on and ask uh, one more question. If Empower gets involved with the travel industry, would setting up a makeshift, they got quotes, makeshift lab within the airports uh, be feasible? It is feasible, and we are in discussions uh, uh, on those topics, whether it's, sense. you know, with YVR, as an example, um, with the airlines themselves. Uh, we're in extended discussions with the Port of Vancouver and the Cruise Line Reactivation Program. So we are actively working on solutions. Uh, the challenges really come from the regulatory bodies and the CDC and Health Canada um, or FDA, as an example. Um, who may have policies uh, that are so stringent that you cannot actually solve the problem of, um, of testing, you know, day of travel. So we're working with all the groups. Uh, we're forming coalitions with other of our partners, uh, such as, you know, uh, Loop Insights um, with private and public sector to continue to accelerate and to lobby at the highest level uh, to get these solutions because the economy needs to get back up and running. You know, hotels and tourism need to get back to business. Uh, travelers need to be able to travel, um, whether it's for work or for pleasure. And we have to figure out how to eliminate these 14 day quarantines because they're not helping the situation right now. Rex two, uh, Steve, what are your two most important goals that you're looking to accomplish by the end of Q1? By the end of Q1, 2021, I, I'd say that the, Two most important goals with respect to growth will be our 
really rapid expansion of uh, Canadian clinics and our move into primary care alongside uh, paramedical services. And there's going to be much more to come on that in the very near future. Right. I think the second most important thing for me is continuing to invest to set Kai Medical Laboratory up for success. Um, they are absolutely just, I mean, they're, they're just performing so well right now. It's astonishing. Um, our acquisition and our integration of that group is only three months old and it is far out surpassed my expectations going in. Um, and you got high expectations. So that's pretty damn good. Well, we have high, high you know, I've always got high expectations of myself and, and high expectations of, of all of our team members um, to meet the team at Kai Medical, you would know what, you know, Yoshi Tyler has put together and, and her leadership really uh, is shining through. Um, I'm pleased to be able to bring, you know, additional support to them, particularly on certain business aspects. Uh, and of course, capital and really growth capital and just give them the freedom to be able to expand and, and almost freedom, almost like permission to um, prepare for the great demand that's coming their way and being able to confidently say that Kai Medical is a national and international brand when it comes to COVID-19 testing and other testing solutions. Rex too, who asked that question must have a flux capacitor because he must've gone into the future, knew what you just answered, went back to ask it because he has in, in, his, in their next question, they ask, how's Kai Labs going to scale up producing COVID testing kits and then posting the test result? And that was just, that was the whole answer right yeah, there. Yeah, that, that, that is the answer. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, have to, they have to really be on the operational details. We have to get Six Sigma all over these guys uh, because this is going to become a, an exercise of continuous process improvement, making sure that we've got the space to operate. I mean, think about what it would take, you know, if you're running, a, receiving a thousand or 2000 specimens a day, you know, that's a lot of intake. Oh yeah. Just intake alone. Um, how are you going to, you know, operationalize, operationalize that work? So, you know, I'm really thinking about my Six Sigma days as I think about the lab, how the scientists work, how the lab is actually set up, like physically, you know, what is the, you know, what is the workflow, um, you know, what does the process line look like, and do we have the right systems, do we have the, the right people in place, do we have enough people in place to be able to deal with um, this continued demand that keeps on showing up at our doorstep. By the way, I'm going to interject there because you've mentioned Six Sigma a couple of times and we've got a ton of new investors, right? Who've, who maybe aren't aware of that. So if you don't mind in 30 seconds, uh, maybe just uh, as a side note, uh, explain to the new investors what your Six Sigma background means. Because there's no other, in, in 23 years and 450 clients and 5,000 co companies I've looked at, there's never been a Six Sigma CEO in the small cap space so uh, why don't you explain, Steve, and, and why that is such a big deal for Empower? Yeah, so, I mean, this really stems from my corporate days at GE Capital, you know, where I started in the Jack Welsh era and converted, uh, you know, I was there while it flipped over to the Jeff Immelt era. And, you know, was fortunate to 
get a lot of exposure and a lot of um, sort of, you know, uh, promotions through the, the GE, you know, system. But one of the most important um, certifications that, that I endeavored to go through, and this was optional, it wasn't something that you required to do, it's extracurricular. Uh, and that was really getting myself uh, Six Sigma certified. And, and Six Sigma is a process improvement methodology. Um, I would simply just Google it if anybody's curious. There's uh, you know endless articles about it. It's but, seventh degree black belt stuff for corporate for 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 corporate for CEOs and leaders. Yeah, exactly. And and it's you know it's it's really been one of the great takeaways for me from my time at G Capital, and I've used it throughout my career in one form or another. And so, you know, we just kind of keep coming back to it. And so as I, I come down and spend time at Kai or I talk to the, the two doctors about, you know, how we expand, how we roll out, I'm continually talking about process improvement and, and operational efficiencies. I'm talking about things like supply chain and how are we going to meet demand um, by being more efficient uh, at the way we operate or run a particular program. So I, I think it's just something that's really um, uh, has has been a strength of mine, and um, we're seeing it in action now as as we grow as as a public company. And I, I hope that it resonates, you know, with our team members uh, because I do harp on it <laughs> quite constantly. And uh, I got to tell you, there's no, there's almost no company more appropriate than for those skill sets than this because you're talking about logistics. Yes. Uh, tight government regulations, uh, so many moving critical factors. This isn't a widget factory. We, you know, we, we get some wood, we make some widgets, ship them out the door and do some sales and marketing. You know, most people can do that. So man, Empower, I think that's why Empower is thriving. If Empower had hired George Cholas to be the CEO in, in January of 2019, I'm confident, pretty good at stuff. No way. I mean, uh, I would, I would be struggling, right? I'd be the, the, this skill set is ideal is ideal for this. Yeah, th thank you, George. I, I appreciate the the kind words, and um, I, I, you know, I, again, it's it's just an area um, of personal strength for me, and and I just recognize the importance of it, and you know, all of the the key leaders, you know, whether it's uh, Yoshi Tyler or it's the two doctors, or it's uh, Dustin or Andrea Klein in Sun Valley. Um, you know, we're applying these thought processes at all times, you know, and it's, it's, it's really always work in progress. It's continuous improvement, right? It's, you know, you don't get to a point and then it stops. It's continuous improvement um, all the way along as we, as we grow. Steve, next question comes in from Big Guy. Uh, long question. Basically, what big guy is asking uh, is about what we're doing about psychedelics, the, the, the psychedelics initiatives that you'd had on the table. Do you have a plan to provide quality psychedelic uh, therapies? What, uh, what are we doing with the psychedelics? I know that was something you were that you're looking at mid last year. Yeah, so I mean, I get this question a lot. And, you know, my, my response on it, you know, was very consistent. I mean, we, um, are going to play an important role in mental health in the future. Um, the key for me with our position in mental health and the delivery of care is around managing clinics, managing physicians, and providing quality patient care. You have to remember that these new novel, you know, psychedelic products that you know are, are not 
regula uh, regulatory approved in most jurisdictions, right. they're not going to be a recreational product per se, right? They are going to be Definitely run not. with prescription. They're going to be run with physician su supervision. Our strength, our lane in mental health is exactly that. So until I was able to get our Canadian clinic group acquisition completed, Makes sense. I wasn't even prepared to start, you know, talking about, you know, going further because that's our basis is to have our integrated healthcare network in Canada uh, up and running and developing. From there, we can start to lay on mental health centers or the delivery of mental health care um, through our, our centers. Um, what we do or how we participate with novel new treatment options that come to market, well, that will be you know, to be determined. Um, what we won't be is some you know, pure play, you know, psilocybin company trying to create API um, or, or create a product or, or build functional mushroom products to try to generate revenue because they have no other source of revenue right now. Uh, I don't think that's what our strength will be. No, definitely I, not. I want to I delineate that aspect. But it is fair to say that we're going to play a strong role in mental health. Um, it's just, it's coming ahead for us now. We've got infrastructure in place to which we can build upon. So there'll be more announcements as we get through the quarters ahead. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be a player in the space. Yeah, Business 101, you build that massive pipe uh, and then you start putting different things through it, right? Uh, and that's well, yeah, and I think the other, thing, the other thing that, you know, people should realize and not underestimate is the power of our data. You know, we have millions of data points um, that can help describe the efficacy of treatment options for various qualifying conditions. And to the extent that we can utilize that data, share that data in a you know, compliant manner with um, research companies, so as an example, you know, could we partner with Compass Pathways who are doing psilocybin trials and, and research because we've got millions of data points yeah. of patients with mental health and, and their qualifying conditions and their outcomes. And so I, I've talked quite a lot recently about the importance of our data, about artificial intelligence and how we understand our data, harness the data. It's for these very reasons um, that I think our data will prove to be a very valuable asset for our company. We're going to have millions of patients. Massive, future, yeah, that, that, right? massive, massive. Yeah. massive. You know, we're already crossed 200,000 patients uh, by virtue of our Canadian clinic acquisition. And we have patients across various jurisdictions, various qualifying conditions. And I think those data assets are going to prove to be extremely valuable going forward. And we're gonna dedicate resources and, um, and bring you know, specialists on uh, to help us you know, exercise that part of our business. At Care asks, and I think we've kind of, even though not specifically, I think we've kind of dealt with this, is the company planning aggressive expansion in both Canada and the USA? And I think in the aggregate, we probably answered that question a uh, number of different times from different points. Clearly, yeah, and in and, and all the different areas you've already discussed, unless you yeah, wanna- it's a pretty simple yes. Yeah, uh, we we're, we're firmly, uh, you know, rooted in uh, the healthcare ecosystem in the United States. 
Um, we're, we're now rooted in Canada in the healthcare system. The healthcare systems are very different, vastly different between the US uh, and Canada, but we have deep experience and deep understanding of both markets. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be important for us to continue to develop our integrated healthcare model in both markets. AC94 asked a question that I think is probably a question you can ask any company. Uh, if a significant COVID testing deal is made, so George Calm, I guess, right? That says, hey, Steve, uh, I'm George Calm and I need a gazillion tests. What they're asking is, doesn't power have the resources, resources to protest those tests as Kai is already busy? Uh, I know what the answer is, but I'll just throw that to you anyways. Yeah, so that's really a capacity question. So, okay. you know, we are grateful that Kai Medical is so busy, but Kai Medical has a lot of runway. And, you know, we, um, if we get our operations the way that, set up the way fully that we want, if we do this next expansion that we, we now believe is the right thing to do, to prepare for the, for the scale and the logistics required, we have the ability to process literally thousands of specimens per day. And we have capacity space at the moment. So I think the answer to, to the question is, we do have the processing capacity to take on large orders. And we are continuing to take large orders now. I mean, even in my time being down here for the last you know, two days, uh, we, you know, I've already learned of, you know, new large orders that are coming and uh, nice. I think, I think <laughs> that's great. great. Yeah. And I think it was smart of us to get ahead um, of this, you know, new 25,000 unit saliva test order because there's lead times from the manufacturer. Right. So, uh, you know, we just know that this test protocol um, is going to be popular. And I think that with all the new travel programs that we're involved in and if we get our ability to sell and distribute in Canada you know I think the sky's the limit for us just going off on an offshoot there when you do get those 25 because earlier you said you haven't sold any of those 25,000 yet because you don't have them right and and you know these are items that you have to be able to deliver now um, so when they do come in you got are you guys pretty confident that you'll be able to I know we know they're not going to all go in one day but you're pretty confident that you're going to start chewing right into that inventory from, from the get-go? Oh, immediately. I mean, you know, some of that inventory is already spoken for. I mean, we, we oh, may- Okay, that's maybe, maybe, do you have an idea what percentage is spoken to, for? Yeah, maybe that's the way to do it, right? Or say it is that, you know, we haven't obviously sold it and, and, and uh, you know, cashed the check, but I can tell you that allocation from that inventory is already committed to large, big customers because we know what volume they've asked for over the next three months. So we know out of that 25,000, there, there are you know, many thousands already. We know where they're going. That's great. That's great. Um, great question from AC94. I, li I like this question. Do you find that having to mail back your COVID test an issue in terms of the willingness of the customer to go through the hassle? Um, and that, that's interesting. That's in, that, I guess it really comes down to how badly they need to do it. But is it, I guess is the question is, is it a disincentive for George to go on vacation if I've got to take a COVID test with me and then mail it back to you, which is the same for everybody. But what have you guys found? Well, I, I don't have a lot of feedback on that. I, I certainly don't have any uh, negative pushback uh, that I can, you know, kind of point to. 
I compare it to the inconvenience and discomfort of having to go to a drive up test somewhere, wait in line for potentially hours, and then wait two, three, four days because of backlogs to get your result back. The fact that you can order it and self-administer the specimen collection at home for yourself, for your loved ones at work, coworkers can, you, you know, or businesses can do it for their, their employees. Um, and then it's as simple as, you know, putting it back in the, you know, in the mail or the FedEx envelope that we provide doesn't seem too difficult to me compared to the alternative. The second thing that everyone should realize is government policy has been established. I'm not making the rules. Kai Medical doesn't make the rules. We're just trying to help provide better solutions, effective solutions to enable Canadians and Americans to follow the rules accordingly. So if you, know, you got to do it, you got to do it, right? That's, yeah, that's really I mean, what it comes down to. This isn't optional. If I got to go somewhere and I've got, or if I want to be a part of some, you know, some event or something like that, I'm going to have to do it, whether I like yeah, it or not. Exactly. You, you have to, you have to resolve yourself to the fact that you cannot get back on a plane to come to Canada if you don't have a, can't produce a negative COVID-19 test from a certified laboratory. So, I mean, these are the key, key factors here. So we just happen to have what I think is an extremely elegant solution. Uh, we are very early to the market uh, compared to uh, competitors across the United States. I think it's a bit of a, an opportunity for us to really put ourselves on a national stage. And, and that's full credit to the team here at Kai Medical for them to be able to pull this off on such a short turnaround time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And their last question, I'm going to answer this one. Do you <laughs> think that COVID testing will be a large part of CBT's revenue for 2021? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to answer that. Is that is okay that I, took, I stole your thunder there? Uh, you, you go ahead and steal that thunder all the time. But uh, that, that certainly seems to be... Uh, where things are going. Yeah, it certainly, and, looks, certainly um, looks that way. Yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't know what that ultimate mix is going to look like yet. Um, we, we are, you know, very bullish on the the healthcare systems um, or our healthcare units in Canada. Um, the, you know, our pending primary care and paramedical centers um, actually do throw off a lot of top line revenue per month. Uh, so there, there's quite impressive numbers that will be coming That's great. with those as well. But we certainly, um, again, are um, optimistic about the continued uh, growth rates um, for Kai Medical as well. Coming in from Twitter. All right, we got some. Uh, we got some. We got some Twitter questions. Uh, first one from at Entropy Roshan. Does Empower include any cannabis-related wellness therapies within its network of clinics and providers? Uh, how is it monetized? Yeah, so in our uh, sort of core clinics in Arizona and also our clinic up in Portland, um, the, there's still the provision of the medical cannabis certification service. Um, however, uh, there's much more diversification uh, so particularly in Sun Valley Health, um, they've uh, very aggressively diversified into COVID-19 testing, um, whether it's in clinics or concierge testing, they're providing uh, uh, um, 
RT-PCR testing. They've uh, already have taken their first orders of the Chi saliva uh, test kit program. And uh, they're also uh, involved in providing the rapid antigen test protocols as well. And we are having them also now further diversify to bring other uh, health and wellness services, kind of like what we're doing in Canada with the clinic group there uh, into the model of, of Sun Valley Health. So I think what you'll see as a mix in our revenue streams in medical services, um, there'll be a lower mix for the old service of um, medical cannabis certification and a far greater mix for healthcare services. Next question. Uh, Twitter from at JackVo0118. And this is an international question, Steve. Greetings from Finland. Uh, as investor, I think we've answered, as I'd like to know about one, revenue guidance. We haven't, we haven't answered that obviously yet, but are you allowed to get, I don't think you're allowed to give revenue guidance unless you put it into a press release. Um, correct. Right. So uh, great question, but no, definitely. Yeah. And I, I can give a little bit of update on that. So um, we are um, in the near future about to have um, official um, analyst coverage through Mackey Research. And uh, there'll be, um, you know, independent, you know, health, their independent healthcare analysts will be covering us uh, on a formal basis. So there'll be some good technical updates from uh, that analyst group coming. And I think that coverage is going to be initiated, uh, you know, in the very near future. I'm, I'm working on that data set with them right now. So I think that will help. Uh, that will help some of these questions that I do tend to get a lot of. Uh, but you know, we have, you know, securities uh, guidelines related to guidance that we have to be somewhat cautious with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. None of us want to go. To, I, I don't want to be in handcuffs. That's for sure. And the other two questions were expansion partnership plans. We've dealt with that. And the third question was uh, psychedelics. We dealt with that. But Finland, thank you. And to my fellow Greeks, kind of disappointed, actually, that we didn't get a question from Greece. At least I don't know about it yet. Um, next one, David Young at Canada, at Canada Dave NS. Any plans for a CHI-2 clinic in Toronto? And I, think, I don't think they meant to say clinic. They probably meant to say... Any plans for a Chi two lab in Toronto? We've answered that. That you're looking for them. Yeah, we 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 uh, we are, you know, we are working on it. Um, again, it's it's probably it's a bit more challenging in Canada uh, because there are frankly a shortage of labs and a little bit of monopoly um, with uh, a couple of the big groups. Uh, but there, you know, there, there definitely are some targets out there that uh, we're we're in, in very preliminary discussions with. But we we have an appetite to. To do something. Uh, what's your strategy to develop your, the telehealth market? Well, we're involved in telehealth already, as you know. Um, we've been providing tele, telehealth services for the last two years uh, in our clinics in um, in Portland and uh, or sorry, Oregon and in Arizona. So the telehealth market and virtual care, you know, we will be a, a very strong player in that. I mean, I'm looking at new technologies uh, that we might bring on board. We're looking at EMR systems and platforms that we might be interested in, uh, but integrated telemedicine, virtual care, mobile delivery of care will, will be part of our entire ecosystem of healthcare. Um, 
I'm sorry that I'm pausing there for a second because I've been going through the questions while you're answering and listening and uh, uh, and going through. So it looks like I think that might be it because we got Batman Thailand uh, who uh, who's asking about any update about the warrants. We've got that uh, out of the way. And question about sale pertaining to 25,000 test kits. We just did with that. And that's it. Uh, that's it. That's, uh, that's thank you. You know, and just just uh, really for all the shareholders, again, I, I thank you for your contacts. Um, I thank you for your kind words. Uh, I thank you for your diligent research and, and posing the difficult questions. Uh, it's incumbent upon me to, you know, be thoughtful, be prepared, be available as best I can. We're continuing with our organizational development work in 2021 to make sure that we can uh, continue with really strong uh, investor relations support, investor relations engagement and communication. And I hope that everybody you know, continues to follow us and you know, shares, shares the news uh, and the excitement that we feel. And uh, just you, you have my commitment that myself and all of our team members will continue to work hard but we will also work smart uh, going forward as well to be you know, as efficient as we possibly can, uh, recognizing that we've got a responsibility to our shareholders. And uh, Steve, you, you, you can't show that more. You can't put uh, real action behind those words and what you've done now. You're in Dallas, you're on a clock for sure, like I said earlier, and yet you're taking time out to do this right now. You could have easily said, hey, George, when I'm back, I'm not sure when you're going back, but you know, maybe the weekend or something, we'll do it then, but you want to do it tonight so we can get it out possibly as early as tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. And I think that's fantastic. So uh, thanks a lot, Steve. And hey, thank you, George. this is a great inaugural uh, Empower Clinics shareholder q and I think it was awesome. A lot of great questions uh, and, and even more importantly, a lot of great answers. And for everyone uh, who participated, look, now that you've started to post your questions to Agorcom, uh, which is the only verified forum for Empower Clinics. Let's keep that going and build that community because not for self-serve reasons, but for Empower reasons, which is it's verified. So you know who you're getting your answers from. There's going to be Steve uh, and potentially a new hire that just came on that that will be able to get you, get you some questions as well, uh, some answers as well. Plus, uh, it's a great way to make sure messaging stays focused. Real questions, real answers, none of the nonsense. Because as Empower continues to grow, it's going to be really important to have, you know, great communication, great engagement between you guys and, and, and the team. So keep that going. Thanks for participating, participating, everybody. This was awesome. Have a fantastic day. Looking forward to seeing your feedback uh, on Agoracom and on Twitter and uh, maybe other places. It's been awesome. Have a great day. See you next time.